Good day. My name is Joanna Pitt. And I'm Andrea Wrights. <laughs> We're going to have a conversation about astrology and other things too. Wow. <laughs> that was that was quite Un- a kickoff. That was unrehearsed. All right, Andrea, you and I have yeah. known each other a long time. We, we've decided to broadcast our conversations mm-hmm. because we tell deep truths, honest we moments. Do. We share. Well, as we I collaborate. Said, as I said to you, I feel like we've been rehearsing for this for months because, I mean, we talk about so much going on in the sky and in the world and in our lives and in friends' lives, and we won't mention names without permission (laughs) but I think it's I think what's really interesting is how all these years of study of of yogic practice and astrology and crystals and I mean so much literature too so many traditions that we've actually studied enough observed enough and lived enough that now we're like wow it really is playing out isn't it it really is um, showing itself. And it's like, you know, just we're watching a movie here. And I mean, I felt like it would be cool for us to have these conversations made public because your class started, first of all, last weekend, your your astrology class, which is already, already like reminding me of so much stuff because you know you learn a lot you forget a lot and it's like unless you're practicing something or repeating it or constantly talking about it it I mean I can't hold it all necessarily in the forefront but I was thinking how that class is going to turn into a Pluto uh, a Pluto support group (laughs) because Pluto well because you know I've I've been tangoing with Pluto for the whole time he's been in Cap, well, since he's been about twelve degrees Capricorn, which is my midheaven. So the last ten years have just been Pluto, 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 Marsha, 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 and um, you know we've been looking at people's charts and we're like, oh wow, she's she's only halfway through it. <laughs> like, oh wow, okay. And then we have other friends who have gone through all their Pluto transits, but. They're so used to the intensity of Pluto, they think that's what life is. And it's like kind of de- um, debriefing someone and being like, okay, from now on, it's actually going to be a lot less intense. I know you don't believe that because your lived experience of the last 20 years has been like one punch in the face after another. So, I mean, that's one reason I thought it'd be really cool for us just to talk and I think, too, it's it's like the power of allegory. Like, I learn best when someone gives me an example in a, in a lived situation or an experience of something. Like, if you tell me what a square is, like, you're like, well, it's when the 90 degrees, you know, the two planets are at 90 degrees and they have a standoff. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what does that look like? And, um, you know, when you, when you can describe it to me, like when the way you describe to me, the, um, the skip step, for example, mm-hmm. I mean, that was really helpful. So I just think yeah. that this is a, 
easy, cool way for us to help educate people, help people notice more. Um, but you wanted to talk about timelines. So, I mean, I don't know what I've been talking about. <laughs> oh, my. All right. You just opened a Pandora's box. Okay. So, first of all, I... <laughs> this is where it gets fun, folks. <laughs> I'm wearing my, my Moldavite. <laughs> Buckle up. Um, so, <sighs> the thing that is beautiful about living on Earth one of the things I've come to really enjoy in this incarnation is that we can grow and we have the opportunity to grow where I, it's going to happen whether we want to or not. And there is an energy around this where we get to direct our own, our own um, pattern and our own path. And we can focus on this for the good, or we can focus on it for the negative. And this is where people get super tripped up because they get locked in some kind of pattern and ideology or some thought form of life has to be this way. And it actually doesn't. And that is the beauty of all of this. And this is where it's like the timelines we can play around. But the fact of the matter is, is that we have to put ourselves in a moment and an understanding of who we are to begin with and what our tools are. What's this playground that we're in? What does this sandbox feel like? What's the jungle gym? You know, all of these are different energies and they put us into different circumstances with different kinds of people. So in a way, we're living in that all the time. And once we understand those pieces, and that's where I, this is my analogy for astrology. It's like, each little piece of the of the playground is a different planet in the sky. We have different energies to work with. We have Venus. We have the, our love languages. We have Jupiter, our expansive knowledge, our prosperity, and our good luck, and our exploration of the world beyond our local situation. You know, we have our home yeah. base, the moon, right? And so understanding what each of those things are, and to your point, Pluto is going to knock you over the head and sideways if you're not paying attention. And by the way, for a long time, um, you know, we can yeah. get wrapped up in some kind of story or, you know, belief even in that of things are never going to change. It's always going to be a shit show. And it's not – it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. One of the um, – go ahead. What? Well, I was just going to say I've also <laughs> – am ending a very long Pluto transit, same kind of a few years after you, same area, the midheaven, but I'm about to enter into another that's much more supportive. So Pluto's about regeneration and transformation and burning something down and building it back up. It's sort of that Phoenix rising, right? It's like it has to burn down to the ashes in order to recreate and to show up again, hopefully in an higher vibration or a more magnificent form. And so yeah. we're always on those journeys. It just hits some of us harder than others at different times. And it shows up in our lives in different ways. And for you and I, it's been major career change, certainly in the last, yeah. you know, 10, 12 years. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, then there's so many moving parts, obviously there's so many moving planets There's so many moving parts. I'm a cancer son. So like, the Pluto stuff was all involving my cancer son, which is, you know, cancer's not known for being like rah, rah, rah challenge. <laughs> cancer's like, oh, God, I get something else I have to feel. Um, 
there was something that you were saying a moment, oh, just to your point about the whole cycles. And that's something that I know, well, first of all, one, one astrologer I started out really learning from was Michael Lennox. And anytime I would have a reading with him, because God help him, like he started reading me when I was a couple years into the Pluto transit. So he would just look at me and be like, oh, honey, well, you're in it. And it was actually such a great positioning of being like, it's not that it's not going to get worse, but it's like you're already in it. So whatever you've been feeling, whatever intensity, whatever whatever nuance, you've already managed it. Like you've already survived it. You've, you're already living through it. You're already finding your way through it. And I think that's something that we can give a lot of comfort to with people when we're talking about their astrology and kind of walking them through transitions. And it's like, you know, it's not like you're going to wake up and like open the door and there's just this like firebomb in front of you. It's it's there's no like shock factor necessarily. I mean, there can be shocking events in your life that yeah. like, you know, happen. Um, but then and then the other part was, you know, we, one lesson we would always learn in yoga is like one of the greatest despairs people have is thinking that some cycle is not going to end, that it's always going to be this way, that the suffering is going to go on forever and ever. And, you know, we can say, actually, if we are looking at this through an astrological lens, if we are saying, yeah, this Pluto intensity thing, that's what we're assigning to this experience you're having in your life, it it moves. It doesn't stay here forever. This isn't yeah. forever. Life is not always going to be like this. And you and you have other tools in your chart. You've got be- this beautiful trine or yeah, yeah. you know, this this supportive conjunction. <clears throat> it's like lean into that. Let let it sort of like anesthetize yeah. yourself a little bit. Let Pluto do the surgery and like, you know, just have some laughing gaps. <laughs> yeah. Well, it it is interesting because first I wanna say when you enter into some type of transit energetically, or, you know, you're making a shift in your life. Forget, even if you don't, not paying attention to the planets at all. If you're making a shift in your life, it's that first walk through that's the hardest because it's new and it's a different experience. It's a different environment maybe, or it's a different emotional situation. It's a new job. It's new people that you're surrounding yourself with. And that's the part that's the hardest part. It's like, what am I walking into? I remember once I got this job and I was so excited because I was making a lot of money. And the first couple days I was just like, what the hell did I agree to because the boss was yelling with the assistant and like another woman in the back office was like every time the the voices raised she went into her office and shut the door and I thought oh no what what's happening you know and you had to recalibrate to it and we go through this all the time and so it's the same with one of these transits so entering into a Pluto transit is kind of it's actually a little easier because it takes so long. So you can watch it coming, which helps. Um, And then once you're in it, you're in it. And now you get to choose, okay, where am I going to go with this? Am I going to fall apart or am I going to rise to the occasion? Am I going to allow myself each of these little 
deaths or whatever, like the feathers have to fall out of the, you know, the phoenix and yeah. in, in order. And it's sort of like it's this shedding. So it's like, do you watch the shedding happen and cry about it? Or do you participate in the shedding and say, something better is coming? Let me do this my way. Let me talk to my friends. Let me go on the trip. Let me yeah. write the book. Let me talk to, you know, whatever. <laughs> listen to this podcast. Listen to this sad, sad music. Um, and then again, that, that gives, that's empowering. That just allows us to use it for our best interest. And someone said this morning in my yoga class, it's for your highest and best good beyond what you actually think or know and can even conceive. It's this or better. It's this and better. Allow it, move through it, enjoy it. Yeah. Even if it's so I'm, painful. <laughs> and also it's like, who's, you know, who's writing the script? Like who's calling the shots? You know, if you have a series of decisions to make, like sometimes I just think it's like, you just make a decision, just choose something and, and yeah. at least own that choice as your own. And, you know, I remember when I was, when we were moving to Sedona, I mean, it was a major it's a major deal, like upheaving 20 years in LA and moving somewhere where I literally knew like five people. And there's only 10 people in Sedona. So I know half the population now. Um, that's, that's a joke. But um, I remember I, was, I had a reading with Michael. And like at that time, Pluto was squaring my moon and Pluto had been squaring my moon. And prior to I think it was like in 2017 or 2018, our friend Patty gave me a reading and she's like, whoa, someone's moving. And I was like, oh God, oh no, oh, I'm not right. Well, you know, fast forward 2021 and Michael was like, I love that you're moving. Like, this is just what a way to like seize your Pluto square moon. I hadn't planned it. I hadn't said, oh, Pluto squaring my moon. Let me go like upheave my life. But it really did give me plenty to put my energy into mm-hmm. of, and not feeling like, you know, we didn't move under duress. Like, it actually happened gorgeously and harmoniously, but, like, it can happen that way, too. Yeah. I think it's more – I think it's more also just – I feel like anyone listening to this is of a certain age, has had a certain number of years of experience in just life and Earth, and I really just want to underline, like, no matter what, you'll handle it, yeah. first of all. Yeah. You will handle it. Number one, you'll handle it. Let's let's do even better than that. Let's thrive in it. Let's yeah. handle it, survive it, and thrive. And I think yeah. your experience <laughs> – absolutely. And your experience is, I think, important because when the time showed up, you moved through it very rapidly because, again, <laughs> energetically, it was already set up to do that. That was the transformation. That was the shift. That was the change that was going to happen. And so everything aligned to support that. And it happened in just a couple of months. And I know you were a little bit whiplash, like this is happening. It's not what just, you know, and, but that was all of the work that had been done prior to that allowed it. And so I think too, when we're looking ahead or even just being in the now, when experiences show up, when people show up, when opportunities show up, believe that it's real and believe that you can handle it because it is absolutely there for your highest and best good and hopefully in your best interest, even 
only so far as you think about it of I'm going to learn something here. And if you can learn something and integrate it, even if that take turns out to be a mistake and you then later on Mm -hmm. decide, oh, no, Sedona is not the place for me or, oh, this relationship, this person that I just showed up and we're dating no longer is right for me. That's okay because it took you to the next step. Yeah, completely. And I think, too, that, like, you know, nothing's forever. And I think it's also things we've talked about where it's like, have the energy to meet an opportunity. And I leaned into my human design, too. Every, every, um, everything that turned into, like, an incredible blessing opportunity for me started with a very uncomfortable confrontation of me for me not even a confrontation but someone giving a suggestion and I'm a human I'm an emotional um, authority so I need to like take the information and then go walk away and think about it for like sleep on it literally for like a day so even that time when you know I did the trunk show with Rama and you guys it was you you mentioned it to me you're like what about doing a trunk show and immediately my first thought was huh no, uh, uh, no, no. And it was like, well, let me think about it. And I, I talked to Ian and like, you know, I went, it was an immediate no, but it wasn't a real no. It was just me like, ah, reacting. And yeah. then a day goes by and I'm like feeling into it. And I'm like, actually, yeah. And the same thing, even visiting Shakti to here in Sedona. Hey, you should come to my retreat. And I was like, oh no, I can't too much. And I ran it by Ian and he's like, go. And I was like, wait a minute, I and, I mean, life-changing decision, both of these yeah. moments for me. Yeah. But um, having, the, you know, knowing your process, knowing, yeah. knowing how do you handle news or opportunities and yeah. how can you respond in the most supported way for yourself and know that the planets are aligning for you too. Absolutely. I was listening to this person. I really wish I remembered who it was who said this, but it was something to the effect of all of the problems or all of our fears and all of our sort of depression, but also really, I would also add all of our opportunity happens between who we are now and who we are becoming in the future. Uh And that's where if you can feel into that space, it's like, to your point, it's like, that was the moment where you said, I need to go, go through my own emotional authority. I have to go through the place that I am now as somebody who does not do trunk shows and does not sell crystals in front of other people to large groups of people to the becoming of the person that does. And there was a moment in there what. It could take, for some people, maybe it takes 10 seconds. For some people, it takes a couple hours. For some people, it takes 10 years of who you are and who you're becoming. And I feel like this is the crux of really what we're talking about here and how I'm very interested in astrology and dealing with these timelines and going into our destiny and our dharma is all of the limits we place on ourselves about who we are now and what we can do, our capabilities, our intelligence, our possibilities, you know, our sense of security, our fears versus the vision of ourselves in that future version of us, which is completely exalted and prosperous and successful and loved and loving and, you know, generous and 
ben, you know, beneficent and, um, you know, philanthropic yeah. and like all of those things. So it, again, all of that can be collapsed. It doesn't, there is no separation. And I was listening to this podcast the other day and this woman talking about the 3D and that's like the 3D is where we are now and the separation and you and me and source and I'm not you and da, 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 da. 4D is the transformation. It's like, okay, we're starting to figure some things out. And 5D is that place of pure love. That's your future self. And now we know there's more dimensions beyond that that are available to us. So can we stay in this space to grow and shine and clarify our intentions and allow others to reflect back on us, the future version of ourselves? Because you and I talk about this all the time. It's like, I see the future you, you see the future me, and that's what exists for us. Not the shamed, hiding, secretive, right. like, don't talk to, you know, like that part. Yeah. It's that exalted version of ourselves but also think about it like an exalted version of you could be it's it's extremely foreign for many of us to see ourselves in that and I just you know I just think of like the even the biblical descriptions of what an angel looked like and that shit was not like I mean it was intense it was like but even like an energetic imprint of yourself in the future, I feel like that could be that. I feel like also that's why a lot of my sort of self-sabotages throughout my life was just feeling like I could never, how, how would I do that? How am I going to be that? How could I do that? In many ways, I think it's why many of us have been blessed with a lack of clairvoyance. Like I actually don't want to know my future. I actually don't want to see it because then I create these expectations and I, you know, my stupid mind then imagines all these blocks. You know what I mean? Like it's much, it's much better, I think, when maybe you have a vague idea of, of I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of, I haven't thought it through, but like well, not I- knowing specifically what it's going to look like has been a good thing for me. Like, I don't want to know. Yeah. And I think, but this is where a lot of the manifestation, you know, practices and things come in and these like timeline jumps. It's You don't have to know the specifics. You just need to understand right. the energy and the feeling behind it. Yes. So the feeling yes. of your future self, honestly, that's enough because I also mm-hmm. feel certainly for us and most people that we know, we don't, we're just starting. We're, I'm just getting started. Yeah. That's how I feel. And, and that future version of me energetically I can feel into it but the details and the specifics of where I'm living and how many people are around and you know what does Thanksgiving table look like it's like I'm just not interested I'm a clearly I'm a non-specific manifester so even getting into the weeds of those things I I just I don't have space for it but I do have space for the feeling body yeah I am a specific manifester so in a way What's funny and irritating is for me to track back intentions that I have set and then seeing how I really did, I mean, to a T, create that manifestation, like, like things that I've written. It's like, there it is. It's all like, boom, boom, boom. Maybe we missed like, I don't know, we got our apartment years ago. It's like, I think it was a, I think it was a, 
I think it was a two bedroom, one bath. And I had written two bedroom, two bath. And it's like, all right, well, we'll, we'll lose a bathroom over it. You know what I mean? But I mean, really obnoxiously specific to the point where I do get a little stressed out sometimes because I'm like, all right, if I'm going to set this intention, it has got to be lock. What is it? Like, lock, uh, stock, and barrel. It has to be bullet. Locks <laughs> bulletproof. It has to be bulletproof. Like, no, I mean down to editing the the words of it. But um, but it's also reminding me of how I am. I we're all powerful manifestors. Like, yeah. you know, we don't have to we don't have to start doubting that stuff. And that's something that. Yeah. But, you know, I've been doing a lot of work with P the Fury, and I just really highly recommend her for this timeline jumping. I mean, that's all I'll say because yeah. it's, you know, she she yeah. has these these recordings that you can purchase and, and they're they're incredible. But yeah, she gets it, too. Like she knows she knows what the little voice inside is saying in your head and, and she knows the pitfalls. And the thing I will say about the timeline jumping that has been very helpful to me has been really just stepping out of whatever chaos storm conversation I'm having in my head, like just stepping out of that and taking stock of where I am now, how much I have accomplished to get to where I am. And the thing that she, I think she's put this in stories, so I feel okay sharing it. Um, You know, she talks about pedestalizing and how if you look at something as being this incredible thing to achieve, you're creating all this space and not not good space, but like you're creating the separation between you mm-hmm. and the thing to the and she said in one of them, you know, it was like, if you if you get a lot of money, be cool about it. If you're like, oh my God, like you're shocked about it. If you're constant, like our bodies, we are not we're not meant to be shocked all the time. And I kind of think about how like working on set, working in Hollywood, I mean, you're around celebrities all the time. You got to be cool. You can't be like, Oh my God, Kristen Bell. Like, no, it's like, yeah, Kristen Bell. Cool. Yeah. I you know, there's everyone, everyone's here. That's great. And here we are normal people doing normal things. And that's normalizing, I guess is what, I wanted to say, which is, you know, normalizing your success, normalizing your manifestation, even to the point where I was like, I decided to have a bottle of water with me uh, talking to Joanna and oh my God, a bottle of water is here. <laughs> it just showed up. How, what a miracle. <laughs> How did I do this? It's like, can, can, this camera work number one, where you hold it and then like you turn off the camera and then like you take the bottle out and it's like, it disappeared. <laughs> Anyways. I think that also, and our friend Remington said this, and I know a lot of people have taken it on as sort of a a mantra, which is, this is my favorite thing, or everything is my, the idea is everything is my favorite thing. So everything that you do becomes powerful and exalted and beautiful and it's it's joyful and this is by the way very hard for me because I have a very strong negative mind and as you alluded to earlier like you know the first reaction is no my first reaction is always no yeah it's always like no absolutely not absolutely not um and um and people that I've worked with 
Yeah. People that I've worked with have liked this about me because they're like yes. high in the sky, like the vision's so beautiful. And I'm, and my first <laughs> thing is like, I'm going to cut that right down to earth. <laughs> Let's be realistic. <laughs> so I'll say no first. And then I'll say, oh, well, actually, let me think. Let me, we could make, we could make this happen. We can make this happen. So but there is a beauty in that no state of like, you know, bringing at, making it, bringing it some power and also then yeah. allowing it to become your next favorite thing to do of like figuring out a new problem or understanding, mm-hmm. you know, where am I, where am I now? Oh, I'm like, you know, buying my third set of earbuds because the other ones keep getting lost. Okay, this is my favorite thing. I love buying these earbuds. Like, it's a joy, you know? But I love technology, and every time I get a little upgrade, you know, or whatever the thing is. So we have chance, We have opportunities every moment to make these choices to put ourselves on that positive current. And the more yeah. we do it, the easier it becomes, well, it's it's the fool card, right? The fool, yeah. the f- everything is the fool's favorite, and doesn't, you know, I mean, we should have named our dog after some fool character in Shakespeare because everything's his favorite. It's like it's like, oh, this water bottle, that's my favorite. Oh, that that chapstick, this is my favorite. Oh, that, I mean, it's exhausting, but it's also like, it just helps us take things so much less seriously. Like, trust me, I'll take it serious. I'm going to take it seriously, whatever it is. Like, that's what I'm kind of fighting against, both of us, I think. I think we're mm-hmm. both also just our personalities. Maybe it's the Venus and Virgo. I don't know. But we are very um, pragmatic. And, I mean, when we were joking about what to call this podcast, As Above, So Below, but I guess there's like 20 podcasts called as above so below i was like it is kind of funny though that you're the as above the stars and the astrology and i'm the so below the crystals because usually it's the other way around where i'm like and you're like andrea money in your ira come on very important but do it Listen, we. this is why, though, I'm excited to have these for us to have conversations, because like we all have so many things that are our favorite. First of all, we have so many things that we're good at and we have so many nuances that we pick up on. And I think we are trying to help each other. I, mean, I, I know we are. And and so if I call you up and I say this, I know I know what what kind of tone I might get from you, but I need that tone. I need to, I need someone to like turn it on its other side and be like, well, if you do it this way, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I like to think that that's more of this entering the Aquarian, the Pluto entering Aquarius is people getting, you know, almost like you just know, you just know what someone is really good at so that we can go to the person that's really good at that one thing and then they come to us for the thing we're really good at. And then as a collective, as a group of people that have been working on themselves so much and like getting down to the marrow of what actually is that unique DNA, no one else, no one else got assigned this. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't matter what that person was assigned or if they have a similar assignment or whatever. It's like, this is your assignment and people need it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been working on it for 20, 30, 40, 50, however old you are, many years. I... <laughs> 
I, I just, I want to, we need to talk about this because there <laughs> is, we need to talk about this. This is very important. We got to talk. Okay. Look, we need to do a podcast about this. We need to do a podcast about this. <laughs> we are, when, when we're young and we're growing, you know, we come into the world where there's like perfect beings, these babies, we take on a lot of the crap around us, right? Certainly first from the parents, the immediate family, and then the wider culture, you know, our, our communities, et cetera, um, and, and into the world. And the fact is, is that, again, back to that thing around separateness, and there's this feeling that we want to be the same as other people, and we're terrified of yes. separateness. Yes, it was actually yes. um, today on... I would, well, I put my phone on airplane mode, but there's today on Humans of New York. I don't know if anybody follows this uh, Instagram or fa- Facebook. Um, and and he he brings on this uh, young kid, and the kid is like, "I know everything's going to change," and he's literally at that age where he's going from his childhood into his teenage years, and he talks about it, and he is so self aware of this shift of. Um, you know, of maturity. And he was like, I get to be with my parents. I go places with them. And as he ages, it's going to shift away from the parents towards his friends. And there's all kinds of new things that he's going to encounter. And he's so self-aware, he knows it. Most of us went through this period not self-aware. So when we ran into that moment of 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, and like, we don't know who our friends are. We don't know what's real. You know, we're, we want to be with our parents, but that's not cool. Um, and, you know, aging and maturing, it's complicated and hard. And the fact is, is that we're continually going through these cycles again over <laughs> our time here on Earth. And we're comparing, often we compare ourselves to somebody else. And the thing really, truly that we need to learn is who we are in understanding that, how we work, what our makeup is, our, and now we have these tools. We have human design. We have the gene keys. We have the Enneagram. We have astrology. We're starting to have language for understanding the energetics of who we are, not just sitting at a therapist chair being like, I have issues with my mother. And every time she yells at me, I want to like go eat ice cream and throw up, you know? Um, Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't get you to where you want to go, but or it might maybe um, to a degree. Um, not a doctor, not a doctor. Yeah. But <laughs> this, but this, this piece of understanding the separate nature of us as individuals and really understanding our own energetic frequency and our own algorithm is the thing that's going to move us forward. I was talking to a friend about like uh, she was talking about, you know, going on social media and sharing her opinions about politics and all this stuff that was going on in the world, these wars, which are incredibly awful. And she said, my role is to hold a frequency. It's not to hold a bullhorn. And I thought this, that is self-awareness. You need to know what your own frequency is and you need to hold it. And if you can hold it and grow it and amplify it, that will give you all of the prosperity that this life has to offer. 
Yeah, I mean, look, we, I certainly went through a period of, you know, self-loathing because you look around at the world and you're just like, oh God, (laughs) like, what do I do? I mean, you see people suffering, you want to help, you, you see, uh, you see the war, you see violence, you want to stop. And eventually I think it, for me, it's like, well, I'm one person and I know that that's, that's a very powerful statement and it's also a very disempowering statement because it's like, well, what can I do? And I realized that for me to be able to keep my own shit together, keep myself together, keep my business together, keep my, keep my, keep, keep myself together and see what I'm good at and what do people respond to and how can, how do people feel better from what I do and how can I do more of that and how can mm-hmm. I support more of that and how can I not I just I mean yeah I I, I see things I, I gather opinions is that going to help is that going to help people feel better or for what I do not necessarily so I just go well, ahead well I think it helps people be themselves that's the key that's, to well, that's, me, is the more that, that yeah. we can help each other be who we authentically are, the, yeah. the then that's the ripple effect. That's the ripple effect because yeah. the negative side of Aquarius, and we're seeing some of it, is this hive mind. You know, it's like follow the leader. Yeah. I mean, that in some ways, this is the old paradigm, but we're still playing it out in a way. And the other is like, we're all, then everybody's on their own, like, wavelength and nobody's communicating with anybody at all ever you know in any way and we don't want that either so I think there is a a deep I think you and I are sort of tuned into this element of being who we are the most authentically we can be and then allowing that energy to ripple out so that others feel like oh I can be who I am and that's good yeah and the more people that lit lit up, light up that way, then we're raising the frequency uh, throughout these like social networks all across the world. And I think it's more, the more that you can accept, love and accept all the different facets of yourself, which are contradictory and human, and some are better than others, and some are lighter, you know, nothing, <laughs> no part is created equal, really, but you are this mosaic of energy frequencies and chakras and ideas and thoughts and I mean you're everything all at once all the time right so I think I hope that we're moving away from this idea that somebody has to be one thing and if they say one thing then you have to agree with all the things they say or just you know it's the all or nothing um part and we've seen a lot of people get canceled because like they happen to have an opinion about this thing that people don't like so all of a sudden that just rules out and obliterates everything good that they've done or or supported that that they've, that they've said. And I think that's something I wanted to say earlier too. I think that's another part about really kind of making peace with Pluto. Pluto is death. And it's yeah. like we all think we're going to die if I take that job. Like there's some weird part of your of our reptilian brain or something that's like, "Oh, is this going to is this going to kill me?" <laughs> Like, am I going to die if I take this job? Am I going to die? Something's going to die because you're going to become a different person of some sort whenever you make a change in your life, whenever you take a chance or you overcome a fear. Like, 
there's gonna be a death. It's gonna be either ego. I mean, hopefully it's not physical, but I feel like the more we're just like, yeah, that that final death is inevitable. Mm-hmm. And then in the meantime, how many times do I have to die to, you know, can I just move forward with something and know that actually, no, I'm not going to die. Like, no, this isn't going to kill me. No, this isn't, this isn't, a, this isn't a big deal. If I say this thing, will I get canceled? If I say this thing, will I get fired? Or, you know, it's, it, I mean, that's really kind of drastic, but you know what I mean? I think, think that that's what's, that's what keeps a lot of us in fear basically is something's yeah. going to die. Yeah. And that, I'm hoping, I'm hoping because, you know, Pluto and Aquarius can go either way, like you said. I'm hoping that the Pluto in Aquarius, for many of us, for all of us, is that we get to be this whole mosaic and we get to be, we get to relate to your whole mosaic. And that mosaic, that all those parts make that whole. And that is your majesty your dharma, your destiny, your rightful place here on earth, your mission. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very, um, you know, I really want, I've been really wanting to say that to a lot of clients, like make it your mission, man. Like it's not, I don't think it has to be mundane or casual. Like if you're raising a family and you have some, you have a job in like, in like corporate or something like, like that can still be a very, very important spiritual mission. Like there's no, there's no judgment on what the mission is. Yeah. Again, show up as you to do whatever the thing is that you're doing because you're the, you're the only you that there is. So if you're showing up with your whole heart and your whole energy field and a strong auric frequency, right? Where things aren't leaking or you're not there to satisfy other people's egos or et cetera, et cetera. And you're just you for all the good or ill or whatever. That's a, that's a, that's a blessing. That is the ultimate blessing because that's a ripple effect. The more that people feel that energy, they feel safe. They feel secure. They feel like I have space to be me. And I love, you know, uh, the crystals and everything because they all have these vibrations as well. So you and I talk a lot about using crystals and picking crystals and the right one. And Mm -hmm. I, and I think you and I have a similar approach. It's like, feel, find the crystal that you love. That's the one that you want. And, you know, that's the one that you need. And sometimes you can, I'm sure even for me, certainly over the years, it's like the crystal that I picked up five years ago is completely different than the crystal that I'm going to pick up today because I'm now operating at a different frequency myself. And like, like there's a million kinds of crystals out there because they're all unique in their own way. And I mean, it's so funny because I'll hear people like... I don't know. They'll they'll just they. You know, everybody has opinions about crystals, and it's like, look, if you love this heart shaped rose quartz crystal, you should have this heart shaped rose quartz crystal. You know, if you prefer this kind of citrine that's heat treated but has this brilliant golden amber light, and that that's raising your energy up. Like it's. 
I'm hearing all this pounding in my house right now. It's sorry, it's a little distracting. I, oh, is it yours? It is it above be. you? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm hearing this very loud humping sound. No. <laughs> these, these, I love these headphones. These headphones are incredible. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's and and in a way, that's why like. It's kind of, it, it, it is overwhelming to do what I do because I'll go to a show and like, I know what I like. I know what I, what colors I prefer. I know what, what shapes I like to have around. And if I'm looking for a client that has a total different palette, a total different vision, then I really have to widen, um, I don't want to I'm going to sound so woo woo, but I really have to widen that aura to like, to, to, to kind of take myself out of it and look at it with their perspective really mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean a crystal all all crystals have this like they're a pattern frequency it's a standard constant frequency that's why they're just good to have around in general mm-hmm. just i mean why wouldn't you right <laughs> and then beyond that the shape the cut the quality the color that's all kind of secondary that is that's your personal connection to it and it comes back to what we're saying where it's like, you like it, you, ha- you have it. Like, like, you be you. You express you. And via, via whatever you, what clothing you wear, how you style your hair, how, like, where you put the crystal, like whatever. You do you. Because I need you to have your energy up at full wattage because you have work to do. I have work to do. We have work to do. So yeah. let's be the optimized version of ourselves. Yeah. It's really <laughs> fascinating. I, I love the crystals. I have, I've discovered I have a lot of them and, um, yeah. and I really, I'm, I'm into it. What can I say? I'm into it. <laughs> what were you? Okay. So I think it's really funny that I did. So I'm doing peas course right now p the fury it has a little course that i'm doing and so i did a timeline jump meditation last night and you at the same time were in Tasia's class and when i came yeah. out of well when i came out of the meditation you had texted me you're like we have to talk about timelines and i'm like this is bananas because i don't think you knew that i was doing the meditation at the same time that you were in Tasia's class so what what came through for you i think that um well, we did uh, – it was funny. She was talking about there's in, – in Kundalini Yoga, we're talking about this concept of japa and tapa. And japa means repetition. And tapa is the psychic heat that's created from the repetition. And the psychic heat oh. clears karma so that you can walk in your dharma and dharma is your destiny or maybe your life path or you know that sort of vision that we were talking about that vision of the future so when you're chanting mantra you're creating a vibratory pattern in your upper palate literally rewiring your brain so you're chanting in a rep- rep- repetitive manner, and she was talking about the mole mantra, which is, I know, a mantra that you practice. We didn't chant that one, mm-hmm. but she was talking about that one specifically. So 
you know, you can chant something over and over and over. You're rewiring your brain. And in the process of that rewiring, you're creating heat that is burning through these, um, you could say blockages or, you know, frequencies that are maybe diversions or areas that have, um, you know, it's like a knot that needs to be either unwound or literally just like burned through real quick. You know, it's funny, you think, you know, just when you like tie a a rope into a knot or a thread into a knot, it's like, it's tight. I mean, you want to, how do you get it out? Sometimes you would like use your fingernails and it's like taking forever. Or you could take a lighter and just burn the thing. And or you can just <laughs> chant it, right? You just like get, you yeah, know, yeah. You can, like take some scissors yeah, and just cut yeah. through it. It doesn't. Sometimes we make it harder for ourselves, like really, really hard to get through that thing. Like I'm going th- through this struggle, right? There's that being and yes, becoming. Yes. You're in the mm-hmm. thing, and you're like, mm-hmm. I can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so complicated, and this person and that person, and it's like a lot of noise. Where all we yeah. really need to do, hopefully, and if you have tools, there's lots of different tools. This is just one of them to rewire the brain, move through the energy center that's the block and get and burn it up so that you're now in your yeah. destiny path. And that that's where I was thinking in terms of the timeline, right? Because the timeline are these destiny paths and we might have a hundred of them based on any choice that we make in the current moment. So if you believe in free will or if you believe in karma or if you believe in destiny, like, again, you've got a whole playing field. You've got a whole playground full of tools. And it's like, you want to get in the sandbox? You want to get on the monkey bars? You want to go down the slide? Everything's available to you. Which one do you want? Which is the timeline you want to activate right now? The other thing that I thought was very interesting, which was that came up in a conversation prior to class, actually, when we talk about the astrology, is that there's all of this stuff going on at once. It's hard to separate. And I think people new to astrology get real confused because they're like, they're trying to figure out all of it all at once. And you just got to go through one at a time to learn what it is and figure it out. But ultimately, it's not just one thing. You're not just having a Saturn transit. You're having a this and a this and a this and a this. And my dog has to go to the vet and I got to pick up my kid from carpool and I have a job also, right? You've got all these things happening. And so- when you realize that you can get energy from one at the same time solving an issue in another, you can then you can sync it up and that's a, another different type of timeline. It's very fascinating, but where are you starting from? Are you starting from right. the ground? Are you starting from the second floor, the 10th floor? Are you at the top of the Empire State Building? Are you like you've already – taken your rocket ship up to space and you're like, you know, you're like, you know, in the new age, I mean, we're going to, you know, maybe you and I will be taking a trip up to the moon one day just for shits and giggles. I don't know if if I want to go to Mars, but maybe, you know, wave to some aliens, like that's the timeline that we're on. Okay, that's cool. But we have the choice to hop in and out of these spaces. Um, Yep. 
And I think that's where you and I are starting. This is the quantum field where we're starting to play around a little bit more. And it takes a little bit of getting used to. Doesn't it? Because our mind gets in the way. Well, yeah. Because we we think things are harder than they need to be. And I mean, how many times have, have you had something come up and you just said, you know what, I'm just not going to deal with that right now. And I'm not saying that, you know, you avoided something, but like there's, I mean, the dog had some, had some weird little ward on him at one point. And I'm like looking at, I'm like, do I take him to the vet? Do I do this? Do I that? And I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to let this, I'm just going to keep an eye on, I'll just check it. And like, it went away. It just, it just went away. And, you know, I think of that a lot. I think of Go to Jugget a lot, how, like, I'd ha- maybe I was having a tussle with someone or whatever. And, you know, I'd be like, and then this thing and then that thing. And, and one of her biggest ad- pieces of advice was always, you know, let it play out. Yeah. Just let it play out. Like, don't you make a big deal out of this. I mean, I'm wearing my CERN sweatshirt. I was going to wear my CERN hat, but I didn't want to, like, really blast people. This is a really good sweatshirt, though. Like, it's super cozy. I got it at CERN, which is, you know, the Hadron Hadron Particle Collider uh, home, <laughs> home base. And, you know, we walked in there, my, Jessica and I, and we're, 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 we're taking the tour, at least, like, what they'll show us, you know. And, you know... There's a movie, it's 3D, you see how deep into the ground it goes, and just all these men, and I think I talked about this on my on the podcast with Shakti Sita, but like, all this machinery and work, and I'm all to, you know, rip a hole in the fabric of the universe, and I literally was like, isn't meditating easier? I mean, I'm not, I'm not joking, or I'm, I'm kind of serious, like... I truly wonder how powerful we can be with our minds, with our meditative practices, with our tools, with what is coming into this new age that we don't even know about, that we don't even know exists yet, and how much actually easier these hops can be these wormholes can can be traversed like i don't know well, because yeah i want to just say that i think this people are bec- are coming online to it more and more mm-hmm. and there's Agreed. a lot more scientific i think there's a whole group of people that are coming through cuz there's more scientific research about this and neuroscience around it so there's a lot of this piece that's being normalized in terms of meditation and different states that we can get ourselves into. Um, But I do think this is the, this is the promise of the Aquarian age. And this is where we're on the precipice of, um, you know, more and more aligning with these new frequencies so that we can play in a different, in different realms and, you know, it's, yeah. I, I was always joking. I mean, you know, there's like, there's telepathy, there's timeline jumping. I mean, we're in that, we're in that state more yeah. and more. And, um, you know, the computers and the AI and all of this is coming so that, you know, the computers are going to start 
not too long from now are going to be able to read our minds. And this is already, well, <laughs> it's already in research, I think, right? I mean, it's being, we're already, I think we're already in it. We're already, we're already in there. it. <laughs> we are there. Um, but even more reason. Yeah. But even more reason that we have to, we have to strengthen our own resources and our own skills and our own talents along those lines. So that again, we have autonomy and authority around this rather than allowing the outside to influence. We have to be able well, to maneuver also, this on our own. Absolutely. And it's also like, we don't even know the power we have, you know, yeah. in many ways, like just, just the law of consequence, you know, everything we do has a consequence. And, you know, we listen to, you know, when Gurujas lectures on sound current, every sound current creates a ripple in the universe. Like mm. consequences are everywhere around us. And so the more intentional we can get, the clearer we can get with the sound of our own voice, the clearer we can get with the sound of our future self voice, who is actually trying to help us, who really is the one the one guardian angel i i believe in your future self is not going to let you down because there's a million variations of that future self and there's one there's one that's on a really good timeline that is the highest destiny i want to hear from that yeah. chick yeah. but i need to get to know her voice i need to also and i would just offer this to people you know we make We've already said, you know, in this conversation, like we've acknowledged that we make things harder than they need to be. We can be influenced by other people. I think it's such a, you know, muscle test yourself however you can. Step out and be like, okay, hang on a second, hang on a second, hang on. Am I thinking thoughts right now that are creating a worse reality and don't, does it, yeah, I think that's what, okay, am I listening to someone right now that is not helping my energy? Like, am I, even at night, when I try to unwind and, like, just read some stuff before I go to sleep, I'm reading this book about the royal family, and the tone of the writer is so snide and so nasty, and I'm, and I hear it. I feel it. I'm like, as much as I love a good royal family dish, this is, like... I can feel the I can but I can feel this frequency of just um not very niceness pervading mm. and I'm kind of like I don't this tone is not I don't I don't want more of that in my reality and that's something too that um I was thinking about with this whole Jupiter transit that's happening like right now as we speak um it's conjunct the moon and uh, it's conjunct the moon. Wait, is the moon, Venus, and Taurus, and Jupiter all in Taurus? Wait, moon? The moon. No, Venus is not in Taurus. No. Correct. The moon conjunct and Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah, yeah. Moon, Jupiter, in Are, Taurus okay. today. Right. So Jupiter expands everything. So good or bad, Jupiter is going to expand it. And I am I have Jupiter on my ascendant, so we have like, we're, 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 we're good buds. But I'm I'm also aware of like... What am I increasing the volume on in my life right now? Because if I'm increasing the volume of something that's negative or or nasty or whatever, then that's going to have a consequence really in everything I perceive. Like it's going to flavor things. So that that's a little exercise for myself just in the discernment. Like is this a voice that I want to be listening to? Is this a voice that gives a shit that I hear that highest destiny self voice. Like, 
I think we have to get very, very discerning at this time. Because as you said, the shadow of Aquarius is hive mind. And we don't want to get tranced. We don't want to get hypnotized into some weird hum of of despair, frankly. Yeah. And isolation, too. <laughs> I, but I, 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 I think what you just said is incredibly important. And I also would say that there is a time and place for a, um, a, a book or an escapist, you know, escapist Absolutely. entertainment, you yeah, know, yeah. that can just yeah. take, like, take us out of ourselves for a minute and just allow ourselves to have a moment of, Huh, you know, it doesn't all have to be, yeah. you know, you don't have to be on all the time. No, 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 I get it. But honestly, there's like 70 books about the royal family. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to necessarily listen to this guy, you know, like, yeah. but yeah. I, but I, but I, I am getting a little, I, I do, I am kind of trying to hold things up to a higher standard, not to be hard on myself or not to, not to not have fun. But I mean, I can have fun in a more refined way even. I can, like, what mm. if we upped our fun in our comedy? Like, I can sit, stand around and make dick jokes and, like, someone will laugh. But what if I can have, can I have, can I have a little smarter humor even, you know? Yeah. Even though I think I made a dick joke on a, with an emoji the other day to somebody. But, you know, sometimes you just got to go for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, one question remaining. Uh, what at the moment is your favorite crystal that you're vibing with, that you're feeling you're getting some energy from right now? You know, here he is. This appetite skull that I've got. Well, I've been talking about appetite for a while um, for Aquarius. And of course, an appetite skull is Pluto and Aquarius. Um, and I had him nearby I, when I was. I must go interject. Ahead. I just want to remind yes. anyone listening that Pluto Hades is the god of the underworld. So the skull motif yes. is very relevant. Yes. Keep yes. going. Okay. Um, I was, you know, I've, I've, I've been, I'm still sort of figuring out what the skulls mean to me. And why am I so immersed with them? Crystal skulls, mind you. Crystal skulls. <laughs> Not animal skulls. Not but anyways. Um, no, 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 no. Ugh. No, it's that, that doesn't. Anyways, that's, that's a much different vibration. <laughs> um, but I was like, I was, I did my, I did, I, fin- I did a 62 minute meditation earlier today. And I looked up and the skull's like staring at me. And I was like, oh, wow, this, you just bore witness to what I did. It was very interesting. I felt very like, like, yeah, like, I I, I haven't had that thought before where it's like, oh, one other way, like, I don't care how, you know, people can have their own whatever experience they have with skulls. But for me, it's like, oh, that's another, that's another thing to take note of is they bear witness to me to everything I'm doing and in, in, in the room and that, you know, and I, and I feel it's a very neutral witness. It's not like I'm being judged or like, it's not like the skulls looking at me being like, wow, you sure did put your arms down a lot. Didn't you? <laughs> it was more like, no, it was more like a, you did it. I saw you good yeah. for you. So that was nice. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite crystal? I love it. 
Um, oh, I had a I had a moment this morning with this green calcite that I have in my bedroom. Oh, and I, I yeah. told you about that. I I got it from you many years ago. It might have even been a gift. I don't mm-hmm. recall if it was if I there was a transaction I don't remember. involved. Um, but I had it by my money exchange. It was a, there was some kind of exchange, and there I had it by my nightstand, and it was positioned in a particular way. And one day I looked at it several months ago, and I was like, "Oh, there's a dragon in here, or some kind of like a reptile, um, maybe a lizard." And I didn't know how it got there because it wasn't there before, and I started yeah. over. The last several years, I've gotten sort of more in tune with these Davic beings and having them mm-hmm. around me and really sort of syncing up with the crystals and talking to them. And um, I have like one plant I talk to, but, you know, that's normal, I guess. Um, but seeing the totally crystals normal. and and then not long ago, I moved that crystal because the, the reptile was, you know not making me feel good so i today i saw it and i moved it so it's standing upright and there's a whole other pattern in there and i thought this is really interesting because that pattern wasn't there a week ago and so it's kind of it's a little bit of a shape shifter energy and i i've been i don't know we're we're coming to terms we haven't me and this green calcite we're 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 not there yet We're, we're evolving yeah. Wow. And you've had it a while. So this is like. I've had it for years. I've this... had it for years. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's a long game. Because that green calcite, it's got that waxy. Um, It's got yeah, a waxy yeah. feel to it, which feels very yeah. watery and very, um, mm. you know, creative and Pisces, Pisces and Neptunian and um, mm-hmm. entering mm-hmm. into this. I'm about to enter into a four-year Neptune transit. So I'm very curious. At the same time of a four-year Pluto transit. So they're really – I'm curious to see what's mm. going to happen. And this, too, is where I, I was kind of going to – wanted just to, to talk a little bit about this part of us that's constantly growing and evolving. Because who you are mm-hmm. now – is very different than who you used to be. And I do think that there's a part of us that needs to go back and honor that person and honor those previous timelines and honor the paths, multiple paths that have taken us to where we are today. Um, Because it's all, again, for our highest and greatest good, no matter what, no matter where we are, no matter if this is a moment of great crisis or great tension or, you know, great beauty or prosperity, or you're feeling on the precipice of a new change, all that came before was here, was all in the benefit to get you here. And every moment in the current timeline again, is all to the benefit to get us to the next place, whatever that might look like. And hopefully it's a higher frequency. And certainly if you're involved and no one of us or listening to this, yeah. that we can offer that to you is is certainly, you know, my greatest honor, to be honest. That's That's what I'm here for. And isn't that also like the beauty of just – 
looking at your life as just visiting, of just passing through. Like when you go to a play, like you're not supposed to stay in the same scene. I mean, you can if you're like in an Ibsen play and like you're in the same living room for three acts and you're fucking bored. Like, well, I guess if you love Ibsen, you're not, but. But you know what I mean? Like, like wait, the reason I think of that is because that, that whatever it is that got you to where you are now, you weren't supposed to stay there. And I think we, we're so used to seeing things be a certain way. It's like we accept some things are not forever. Like I spent most of my college years mourning my college years because I knew it was only for four years. It was the best time of my life, but it wasn't. Like there were way, every day is the best day of my life, right? But like, I spent so much of my college years being like, oh no, this, this won't last. This can't last. Not going to last. And it's like, and it didn't because you graduate and it's like, good luck, go. But, but I think the more we, if we, if we just lean into that forward movement and, um, and appreciating also all the scenes that took place that got us to where we are, because whether those were the best scenes or things could have gone better. It's like, it doesn't matter. We're here now. And I see it as like the world we are entering each day now is constantly reinventing itself and recreating itself. I just, I see it like those, those coloring books, those adult coloring books that like it's the, the, the drawings only half done because each choice we make sort of it it dictates a new timeline and then another timeline and then another timeline and their mundane choices and their big choices and sometimes the choice doesn't work out and so then you go to you you make a new choice and then another new choice and I mean Instagram didn't exist 10 years ago or 15 years ago when I was like looking for a job how did I know that my future would actually be very dedicated, very at this time too? Like, it's not always just going to be an Instagram business that I run necessarily, like, as we know, but that didn't even exist. So whatever we're heading into not only doesn't exist, but you might have a job creating it. Your your yeah. hand might be involved in in sketching out one corner of the plan. Like, we don't know, but... I'm, I don't know, I'm excited in that same way of it's the best choice for me to, it's the best attitude I can choose at this point because I live in as much unknowing and that can be fearful for me sometimes. And it's like, eventually I'll take a day, I'll meditate, I'll dr- whatever, I'll do yeah. the things to sort of, you know, soothe myself and then I'll get up and I'll be like... Okay, right. Well, <laughs> one pant leg, another pant leg. We're going <laughs> to... I don't even do that. I stay in my pajamas. But anyway. <laughs> Life is an adventure. There it you is. go. And every day you get it to is. create it and co-create it, whatever that might look like, mm-hmm. and really tune into your frequency. So I'm all for it. I'm all for it. <laughs> I think all of us should go to CERN. Well, good. And we should get back on the <laughs> playground and use our tools and build a little sandcastle and then just knock it over and start over again tomorrow. 
That's a really, I think actually that's, that, isn't that a practice? Like sand paintings, the, the, the Buddhist monks do yeah. these sand paintings and, and then, then they, they destroy just, them. At the they end. just, yeah. Ephemeral well, nature of life. All right. On yeah, that man. note, thank you, Andrea. Ephemeral. For this. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for this what? stimulating conversation. <laughs> thank you, Joanna, for for publicly uh, publicly speaking one of our conversations or agreeing to that anyways. We did it. We did it together. And this recording we did it. is ending we did at, it. One, at 111. So let's see what happens when we put this into the ethers. Oh, okay. Go.